This is episode 160 of the Dear Discreet Guide Trouble at Work podcast. This episode is titled, Could You Live on This? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Discreet Guide Trouble at Work, where we talk about work, working, and how to make work better. If it's work-related, we're on it. Who knew talking about work would be this much fun? I'm Jennifer Crittenden, a former CFO and host of the show, and thank you for joining our quest to improve our workplaces. Let's do this. I'm lining up some people to talk about minimum wage, but I thought we'd start with sort of a humorous review of something that happened with McDonald's and Visa uh, when they proposed a, quote, sample budget for their employees. And let's just say before we get into the details that it's based on a person working full-time at McDonald's at apparently eight twenty-five an hour plus a second job. So it acknowledges right up front that you can't survive on just one job at McDonald's, which I think a lot of people would say, that's true if you're only making $7 to $8 an hour. This practical money skills budget journal was posted back in 2013, and it's uh, since been deleted, but at the time it was a downloadable financial management guide that included a sample monthly budget, and it brought a huge reaction from mainstream media and still continues to percolate on social media sites today. Stephen Colbert even stepped in to make super fun of it. But I was actually most interested in people's individual reactions to it on social media and what they reported about their own personal financial situations, which I think a lot of times we can gather a lot of information about the lives of everyday people. Uh, by that kind of information. So Stephen uh, did double-check their math uh, when they stated on their website that small things can add up. There's a woman on a video who explains that if you go to the store every day to buy a stick of gum, you might only think, oh, no big deal, it's only a dollar. But if you do that every day, it adds up to $365 per year. So Stephen pounds away on his, on his calculator and then comes up for air and says, yes, that checks out. He also helpfully points out that an employee in Chicago uh, would make $8.25 an hour at McDonald's, while the McDonald's CEO makes $8.75 million per year. And he says, you know, 8.25, 8.75, they're practically the same if you don't care about math. And then he adds, and McDonald's budget proves that they don't. First of all, as at Jeeps pointed out on Twitter, uh, she said, I love the implication that poor people just don't budget, and here's how, and that they're not constantly balancing paychecks with bills and figuring out when and how they can, say, go to the grocery store and have money in their bank account to buy food. And frankly, 
personally, that's been my own experience with people who aren't rolling in money. They're very aware of money and know absolutely what things cost, sometimes down to painstaking detail, like when the bus fare goes up by a dime and when gas prices go up. It's a big deal. Secondly, for McDonald's to have partnered with Visa to uh, promote these ideas was probably not the best idea and kind of rubbing salt in the wound. McDonald's has been trying to pay employees with a Visa debit card for years. And in some cases, it looks as though it's inadvisable, if not illegal. An article on NASDAQ pointed out that Visa charges employees $1.75 in withdrawal costs, uh, so that surely is illegal. And uh, even $0.75 to check their account balance and allegedly $5 per month for inactivity fees, which I don't even know how that could work, so who knows. Anyway, the McDonald's did delete that budget, so it's possible that A number of those initiatives were questionable. In any case, let's take a closer look. The budget shows income from the first job, monthly income of $1,105 per month, and income from the second job at $955 for a total of $2,060, or a net income of about $24,700 per year. Presumably, that's after tax, or McDonald's financial people have a much bigger problem than I thought. It's not clear where those numbers come from. Some people said it was based on $8.25 an hour, Uh, so we can assume, again, that's after tax, after Social Security and, and all those other withholdings. For the first job, if you're working 40 hours per week, and it seems as though those withholdings are costing you about 22% of your gross, which seems about right. The second job, then, that's getting you $955 a month, nearly as much as the first. So either you're earning a higherly hourly wage at that job, so maybe you should work there full-time, or you're having to work nearly 40 hours at that job. Of course, it's all complicated by part-time work and that kind of thing. Uh, but apparently in this budget, you're working you know, pretty uh, a lot of hours, maybe 60 or 75 hours a week. So I just want to say this again, you know, McDonald's published a budget, a monthly budget for how you can make things work that says that you can make a living on the wages that they pay you if you work two jobs. Now, I will say this, the people that I know who work at fast food places do try to supplement their income with other jobs because guess what? You can't live on what they pay you. But that's not really what got people howling. It was the expenses in the sample budget, uh, helpfully inscribed with the word sample on it. A couple of things we can just knock off. Uh, The precise number of zero dollars was included for heating cost per month, which made me wonder if they just assigned this whole project to a seventh grader who thought to themselves, well, it's summer, so don't need to budget for heat. I I don't know. I can't explain it. So that bothered people, and, you know, Colbert said maybe you could just develop a layer of fat to keep yourself warm. Also, there was no food budgeted for, and again, maybe our seventh grader thought, well, mom gets that. Again, I, I can't explain it. It does seem like a striking omission. 
Maybe the idea is you get your food from McDonald's, which might make your medical costs skyrocket. I mean, even for a single person, food is not free. Also, there was no gas allowance. Uh, There was a car payment allowance of $150 per month and car insurance of $100 per month. So the car payment, I mean, I don't know. There's a huge range there, right? Lots of people on social media were saying their car payment was, you know, much further north of that. But it does depend on your car and so forth. Car insurance at $100 a month might also be pretty low, but some people did say that that was possible. Uh, there wasn't anything included for car maintenance, which which does seem like an omission. And then one person said, you know, if you have to replace your tires, there goes your whole budget. But still, that's not what got people really howling. It was rent. And this is something I think it's worth taking a look at. Uh, in the McDonald's budget, they budgeted $600 a month, and zillions of people on social media said that was too low, even if you lived with roommates. So I was curious about that. We know that rents vary a lot across the country, and Go Banking Rates did a study of the average cost of one-bedroom apartments in 50 major U.S. cities. So they vary from Wichita, Kansas, which was the cheapest of the 50, at $470 a month, to San Francisco, of course, which came in at a whopping $3,600 a month. Of the top 50 cities, only five were at $600 or less. Wichita, Kansas, Cleveland, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Tucson, Arizona, and El Paso, Texas. Starting with Oklahoma City, all the rest were over $600, many dramatically so. Okay, you might say, well, that's the average. You know, there are options that are going to be cheaper than that, and that's definitely possible. An op-ed in the Washington Post complained that people were making fun of the McDonald's budget and gawkers. Neil Casey had said that the $600 was, quote, laughably small. But the op-ed writer said that he'd shared an apartment in St. Louis uh, where he and his roommate paid $425 and his girlfriend had paid $500 a month for her apartment. Then they moved to Philly where they paid $1,125 per apartment which indeed is less than $600 per person, though not much. I'll say again, when I see people trying to survive on minimum wage jobs and they're looking for housing, they will often say $600 is about the breaking point for them, and they're hoping, hoping to find something that cheap or less. Several people who filled out their own budgets and posted them online it seemed to have about $700 per month. That's pretty common, uh, even for people sharing. And comments, you know, came in from across the country. But some people said, no way, it, even in Washington and Arizona. And, of course, California was out of the question. Even though the budget was from 2013, some people asked if it was from the 60s. The other thing that really freaked people out was a $20 per month allowance for health insurance. And Again, I don't know if that was supposed to represent the employee portion of employer-sponsored health care, but that, of course, had people having conniption fits or posting pictures of people dying laughing. 
Uh, To me, it was noticeable when people posted pictures of their own budgets. Many just scrawled in that line, cannot afford. So I think that's the reality for many people living on minimum wage is that medical insurance is just one of those things that they forego. Now, all of this drove, you can imagine, a crazy debate about whether or not you're supposed to be able to live on minimum wage jobs, even if it means working two jobs. And at Finger Drawings on Twitter said, I'm imagining that scene from Apollo 13 where the NASA engineers have to design a CO2 scrubber out of duct tape and plastic bags, only they, the instructions they come up with are get a second spaceship. Lots of people commented that minimum wage is supposed to be for high school students or people between jobs, not for an adult who's trying to earn a living. I find it curious that people feel as though they have to defend corporations who are paying minimum wage, but okay, that's their uh, perspective on this question. That then prompts people to quote Franklin Roosevelt, who allegedly said when minimum wage was instituted, no business which depends for existence on paying less than living wages to its workers has any right to continue in this country. Pretty inflammatory words. I don't want to turn this into a debate about minimum wage yet, because that will come later. Uh, But it's worth pointing out that at the time, Roosevelt's Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938, uh, which was passed as part of the New Deal legislation, set the minimum wage at 25 cents. Some estimate that if you upgrade that now by general inflation since then, it would be $4.20 an hour. So I ask you, Would you want to live on $4.20 an hour? I wouldn't. But here's the thing, at least from my experience. At $7 to $8 per hour, there are people who will gladly take those jobs. Not only that, they will try to raise kids on that job, have pets, go to the laundromat, try to buy Christmas presents, None of those things figured into this budget, especially children. And I want to make an aside here for a conversation about people who are earning more than minimum wage but still not making enough to meet their expenses. Many people mention paying back student loans. Presumably, you shouldn't be working at a minimum wage job if you have a college degree, but I wonder. And of course, people started college, racked up loans, but didn't finish, so they don't have the degree. So I will say, you know, life is complicated, and I wouldn't judge other people's financial difficulties on the surface. Sometimes people are paying for past mistakes, or their parents' past mistakes, or all kinds of misfortunes. McDonald's introduced their plan by stating, You can have almost anything you want as long as you plan ahead and save for it. So that's just patently false. But people I know who work minimum wage jobs work like hell. They scrounge. They work separate jobs. They eat cheap food or fish or scrounge. Sometimes they sell stuff. Sometimes they even steal stuff. They borrow They try to make it work. 
And they are way more innovative than this silly budget from McDonald's or the kind of dim mentality that this budget implies. And that's what I love about people, hardworking Americans or immigrants who are trying to make a better life or a life at all for their families. So we'll go back to the minimum wage debate, but I want to say here, whatever financial challenges we have personally, I hope we give each other some benefit of the doubt and admire people who are making it on very little money because there but for fortune go I. And when we see people struggle, whether they make more than us or less than us, I have to ask, could I do what they do? Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, the pandemic isn't really over, but it seems as though we've moved into a different phase where our lives have a bit more normalcy. As a result, we're adjusting the format of the show back to fewer, more lengthy episodes airing on Tuesday and Friday and sometimes on Sunday, since those Sunday literary episodes have been very popular. Speaking of which, our downloads have exploded during the pandemic, so thank you for your patronage. If you like what we do, you can support the show through our Patreon page. Another way to support us, which doesn't cost anything, is to follow us or like us on Podomatic.com, and that will help us increase our visibility. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a comment about who you are, what you like, or if you have a comment about the show. And finally, I also run a professional training company for people who want to advance in their careers with courses on communication skills, executive presence, and accent reduction. You can find out more at discreteguide.com, D-I-S-C-R-E-E-T-G-U-I-D-E. Please take care and let's talk again soon.